welcome, welcome, welcome to Pocket Toy, the one and only podcast that is non-fungible. Thank you for buying our podcast episode. You're the only person that ever gets to listen to it. Check uh, check your system notes. Uh, you've got a, a big old long string of letters and numbers that... <laughs> Look at that. It means <laughs> this one's yours just, <laughs> just for you. And if you check out the all, the uh, episode art, that's right. It's uh, a monkey wearing a hat and smoking a joint. <laughs> Please do not we, right click and save our podcast episode. Do not screen record the podcast episode. <laughs> we will call the FBI. Yeah, we'll call the uh, cops. Yes, the the <laughs> NFT cops. We have them on speed dial. <laughs> uh, we purchased a non fungible cop token so we've got them <laughs> we bought we bought the cops the cops are non-fungible now we our, our nft business has been booming so big that we have purchased <laughs> the cops <laughs> my name's jordan you can follow me on twitter at jackal 27 with me as always is my gorgeous co-host it's me addison you can follow me on twitter at addison underscore l you can follow the show at Pocketoid. You can also follow the link in our pinned tweet to join our Discord, which has been lots of good vibes lately. We started a new channel for the first time in like over a year. <laughs> we started an IRL channel so that we can talk about, uh, I don't know, we just post selfies and talk about pets and stuff. And it's been a, been a good time in the Pocketoid Discord. We also, we also are on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Pocketoid. You can follow us on there. We would appreciate that as well. Um, okay, I guess that's all the things that we have to plug. Uh, man, what a what a week it's been. Do you remember when uh, that whole thing where I, when I was on a flight for the whole day and then I landed and then I got off my phone or got I got off the flight and got on my phone and saw that Microsoft bought Activision. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have the mental energy to do this again. (laughs) (laughs) I was on uh, vacation for about 10 days. um, And yeah, boy, there like, it's like, I just, I I don't, I I mean, I know there's been bigger things that have happened, you know, before this, but I can't think of anything that was like this huge in the industry up to this point. I remember like one day, like the day when uh, Squaresoft and Enix, like, or Squaresoft bought Enix was a pretty big day. But like, I don't like, I can't think of anything that was, uh, it's just wild. It's crazy. And yeah, we can go into all the nitty gritty details. Uh, but you know, I don't really want to do that, but I just wanted to make sure we mentioned it just so we can d- be sure and date this episode for future listeners. Uh, it's just pretty wild. It's a pretty crazy time. And I kind of wish that it wasn't like this, but it is. Yeah, If you're listening from the future, um, I don't know if if you have learned this in future space school or not, but there used to be more than two companies that made video games. Yeah. (laughs) And they made more than uh, three a year. Yeah. And they weren't just uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 online Uh uh, and uh, Warzone 5. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, aside from all that, though, you know, believe it or not, there are still video games to play. So, Addison, tell me about some video games that you've been playing. Oh, man. Um, let's see. So, I finished... What did I finish? I finished something, uh, and then I play... <laughs> I can't even remember. Okay, yeah, no, I'm... 
I've caught, my brain has caught up now. So I finished Ghost of Tsushima. I think I had mentioned that before. Oh, yeah. And I started in on the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, intermission DLC. Oh, yeah, you mentioned mentioned a bit of that last time. Yeah, so I played through that, completed that, and that was really good. Um, I had a good time with that. I'm excited to kind of see where they go from here. Um, I have the luxury of not having really played the original Final Fantasy VII for more than like a few hours, so any changes are kind of lost on me for the most part, and that means that I get to just play it and just go, yeah, sure, and have a good time. (laughs) Well, Um, I think this is like a whole new thing, because in the original game, you didn't even meet Luffy. Well, I mean, Luffy. (laughs) You you definitely don't meet Luffy in the original game, but you also don't meet Yuffie until... uh, like a ways into the game and she just the only way you meet her is she tries to steal some shit from you and like then you're like hey join us and you you know like in old final fantasy games there were kind of like not joke characters but just characters that were like optional and you could get them but they they weren't really like big to the story or whatever like mm-hmm. that was like that was like Yuffie and Vincent in the original game so, so I'm, I'm i'm all for additional Yuffie and Vincent content because they were just kind of like side characters that yeah. didn't really do anything originally so well uh, skip ahead like two minutes if you want to avoid some very kind of minor spoilers about this DLC. But I mean, like in this DLC, Yuffie doesn't like meet up with like Cloud mm. and Barrett and them until like the very end. And it's not in Midgar, it's like out on the road as they're like all leaving Midgar and like traveling out. And so, like, nice. the DLC ends with like a cutscene of her like running into them on the road. I'm cool with that. That sounds fun. I'm really excited to see what they do. Like, I honestly, like, I, you know, I know there's a few changes I really, really don't like, especially towards the end of that game. From what I've heard, I haven't played it yet. But like, I'm honestly pretty excited to see what they do with some of those like characters that didn't that didn't get as much time in the original. Like, I'd love to see Red Thirteen get more focus. I'd love to see yeah. y- Yuffie and Vincent get more focus or Sid. Like, Sid was really kind of an asshole in the original game and not really redeemable in a lot of ways. And so I'd kind of love to see him get a whole new arc. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'm glad it's good. I, I'm glad it's good. It's got good music and it's fun. That's, that's good yes, to hear. Definitely. Um, other than that, um, just kind of been slowly working on like my retro stuff, trying to kind of improve the setups and everything, which has led to me just kind of playing some just like random arcade stuff and like Hell super yeah. Nintendo stuff here and there. Um, so that's the way to be, man. Like these, these old guys I find on YouTube who just like only play arcade games. I'm like, man, what a great little corner to reside in. Yeah. Where you don't I, even- <laughs> uh, the release from Jotego this week, um, it was this Sega system 16 arcade game that I had never heard of before. Uh, and it's called Bay root. Yeah. So I'd not, never heard of that either. And it's like, like R O U T E. So not like the city Beirut. Um, and it's just like a Contra kind of game where this guy, uh, is just going to go save his, his wife or girlfriend or something in the middle of this like apocalyptic future, like very nineties, late eighties looking kind of world. And it had like some really cool backgrounds, like very, um, kind of detailed pixel art that I really liked and, uh, gameplay. I mean, it was you know, a running gun Contra like, yeah. and so it was fine. Um, I just put it on free play and was like, I'm just going to sit here and 
play this and see the end. Um, which of course didn't take real long, but oh, that that game they wanted you to feed it quarters <laughs> after like about ten minutes because uh, man, I definitely had to. I, I I if I was playing that like on an actual arcade machine, I probably would have ended up spending uh if it was like, you know, a quarter a life, I man, it would have been I don't know, like twenty five fifty dollars, something Whoa. like that. <laughs> like there was there was some uh, real cheap moments. There was this like one boss fight that you had to it was actually kind of interesting, like the way it was designed, like considering how old this game is. Um, so it was like a, like robot, but it was like very square and you have to destroy each side of it. And so after like, you can get like two sides pretty easy, but then after a while you have to switch to this gun. That's kind of like a drop shot and you have to like kind of time your shots and like, um, get like maneuver around the, the boss and man, that, that definitely uh, probably ate a lot of kids' uh, lunch money back then because <laughs> that was that part was pretty challenging, um, and I was just on free play. But yeah, that was a fun game. Um, been playing some Yoshi's Island and just like whatever. And oh yeah, you bought current- like a Super Famicom copy, didn't you? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to like I've been playing it on my PVM on my Mister, but I also wanted to play it um, through S Video on my Trinitron. And is a lot so, of that still still in English, or is it all in Japanese? Uh, it's mostly in Japanese, mm-hmm. um, like ninety percent. But also, it's Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's so Island. Yeah, I don't <laughs> not really concerned. Um, but yeah, I found like a decent enough price on it, um, and the label was real clean. So grab yeah. that. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, and I've got, of course. Pokemon Legends Arceus that I'll uh, talk about here in a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about that. What, what you showed me seemed really cool, so I'm excited. What about All you? Right. Oh, me? Who, me? Mm-hmm. What video games have I been playing? Well... Tell me about all those light gun games. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I went on vacation for 10 days, um, but I decided this year, I was actually thinking about this more and more, and I've bought so many games in the last month or two just with like Christmas money, and I've been collecting a lot of like cheaper games. So my my whole collection just keeps stacking up, and it actually kind of grossed me out a little bit. I was like, "Ah, I've been buying like stuff I don't even care about, and so I've decided I'm going to actually cut and sell a lot of stuff I just don't play. Um, or, or, or have played and I'm like, nah, not a big fan of. And I was like, I should go through and like try everything out and see like what I really want to keep and what stuff I don't care as much about. Um, especially for consoles like the PS2 where you can like soft mod it, you know, and play Mm -hmm. like download whatever it's like, eh. Um, so anyway, but through that, I kind of came to the point that I'm like, I decided to start a backlog project, which I'm not, I also follow this guy on YouTube who has done this for the last two years. And he kind of released a couple tip videos on how he cleared out his backlog. Uh, they weren't anything like revolutionary, but it just kind of inspired me. Like, you know what? Like I did, I never finish games. Like there's a lot of games I play for a long time, but I always just drop them and move on. And it's not that I like, like, I think the idea of backlogs is kind of stupid. I think we've talked about this before, but it's like, <laughs> You know, you should just, they're, they're video games. You should just play however much you want, you know, whenever you want, however much you can. And it should be, that should be fine, you know. But there's part of me that's like, I feel like I'm spending more money. I'm having more fun spending money on video games than playing them. So 
I've kind of decided like, you know, I'm going to cut back the spending a bit. That remains to be seen when that's going to happen. Um, but I'm going to cut back the spending and I'm going to like, you know, just play a lot more video games. So I actually have already beat like seven or eight games this year, which is awesome. So I have a thread going on my personal Twitter if you want to see which ones those were. But off the top of my head, I beat uh, Nemesis for the Game Boy, which is like a, a Gradius game. I beat Super Mario Land finally. I've always wanted to finish that game. And it's super, it's really easy and short, but it's like, I just had never sat down and done it. So I beat Super Mario Land. Um, I'm trying to think what else. A bunch of light gun games. I, I like, I beat, uh, I mean, of course we play, we already talked about like the light gun party and the couple that we played there. Um, and I beat SpongeBob Atlantis Square Pantis while I was on Hell vacation. Yeah. That's a good vacation game. SpongeBob just has a nice tropical vibe to it. Um, I would say, so that game was pretty fun. I heard like, you know, it got hyped up a little bit by all the Zoomers who kept saying it's like a hidden gem and really good. I think it's fine. It's like $5. For $5, it's a it's a fun 3D platformer. Um, but I've already started the next one, Truth or Square, and that's a way better game already. Like uh, Atlanta Square Pantas has, has this like co-op or like partner system where you constantly have to have someone with you and you have to like go back to a certain point in the level to swap them out. So it's really annoying when you're like progressing through the level and then you get to a barrier and it's like, oh, I brought Sandy, not Patrick. I'm going to have to run all the way back to the beginning of the level to swap out Patrick. And that was not fun. Um, but the second game, uh, Truth or Squared, this is, all, this is all for the DS, by the way, throws away the partner mechanic and also just like has way better writing. Like it's, it's uh, Truth or Square is a lot funnier and the characters actually sound like the characters. Whereas in the first game, they just, it was like, Yes, I am Squidward. I will come with you. <laughs> like, okay. Like, so when you say sound like, do you mean like actual recording? No, or... just the dialogue. It's just written dialogue. But the dialogue okay. just didn't, they just didn't okay. sound like themselves at all. It was just like, yes, I am the SpongeBob SquarePants and I am here to to go on this adventure. And they just didn't, like all the dialogue just wasn't funny and didn't sound like the characters. So mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the second game, that's fixed. Apparently these were made by a Japanese studio. So I'm going to guess that's why originally, <laughs> but they kind of fixed that for the, for Truth or Squared. So yeah, I'm enjoying Truth or Squared on the DS. It's a good game uh, so far. I, I'm not like in a hurry to finish it or anything, but it's just a nice little easy, fun little platformer. And I like it. Um, what else have I been playing? I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I've been super into, uh, uh, outrun 2006 still i've been like that's kind of been like my decompress game every single night uh where i just hop on i do a few races and uh then i move on and it is god that's such a good game we need a remaster of that's so bad uh and i'm yeah i'm really liking that i'm trying to think if there's anything specific oh on the light gun topic i bought a couple of zapper games for the nes um because i was like oh yeah that's a light gun i should find out what some of the good zapper games are and i got uh, one that's called, what is it? Tar- target shooting or shooting gallery? I don't know. It's based. It's made by Nintendo. It's based on an old TV show, apparently, and it's essentially the unofficial sequel to Duck Hunt, uh, which I had never heard of. But it even mm-hmm. has like the du- the Duck Hunt dog in it and stuff, and it's just like a shooting gallery where there's like one where there's a couple people who throw plates in the air and you shoot them, and there's one where it's like balloons and you shoot the balloons, and the dog laughs at you if you miss. Uh, and you know, whatever, but it's like, it's a fun little zapper game, but the one I really want to talk about is freedom force, uh, which was made by Sunsoft. And if you have an NES zapper, you should buy this game. It's still pretty cheap. I think I got it for like 10 bucks. Um, but freedom force is like as close, I think as you can get to like a real 
you know, Time Crisis or Lethal Enforcers style light gun game on the NES. Uh, it just like takes you through different levels and enemies pop out of corners and you shoot them and you try not to shoot the hostages. And boy, it's a good game and it's made by Sunsoft. So, you know, it's freaking quality. It's a, it's a solid fun time. Um, what else have I been playing? Oh, you and I got to play Target Terror for the Nintendo oh, Wii. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did that the <laughs> other day. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Thank you to Ben Raymer who convinced me to pay $50 for a copy. <laughs> I sh- that game's ex- not worth game's not worth $50, but I'm excited to take it to Ben Raymer's wedding. <laughs> I'm excited to acquire that game. That's Legally. All I- Through legal means. Yes, very legally. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I'll hang on to that one or not. When it comes to some of these like more expensive light gun games, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy that and play it. I don't know if I'll always hang on to it. Like it'd be fine. It'd be one that, you know, maybe someday I'd be fine with letting go. But, you know, it's like it'll always hold its value. So it's not a huge deal. Uh, But yeah, it's really fun. So it's essentially Target Terror is um, made by Rothrills, the same folks who made uh, Cruise and Blast. And it very much is the cruise and blast of light gun games. It's yeah. just, it's just big it's, and stupid, and uh, it's kind of it, a parody of like you know Area Fifty One and Maximum Force. It has like the live like actors, almost <laughs> aggressive with how stupid it is. It really is, and it was apparently made in two thousand four. So like, it, like everyone in the game has these like really early 2000s outfits and sunglasses and boy it's just it's something because like the review i saw on youtube someone was saying it was like i guess they didn't realize how much of a parody of itself it is but like it doesn't take itself seriously at all but no not at all someone was saying it was like you know oh it's a it's one of those post 9-11 games that's trying to and i was like no man this game's dumb as shit (laughs) like what are you talking about yeah (laughs) yeah uh, but it's uh yeah it's it's something you go through the airport or the other locations and you uh you shoot the bad guys and don't shoot the the civilians and then every once in a while if you break enough glass it takes you to a mini game like one where <laughs> a bunch of terrorists throw exploding turkeys at you or yeah. one where you're on a golf course hitting exploding golf balls at terrorists in golf carts <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's uh it's pretty stupid (laughs) yeah i can definitely see like why it didn't find an audience in 2008 or whenever it released but like Mm -hmm. uh boy this totally seems like a game that would uh definitely find an audience these days and i kind of wish that it was a series that was still going because boy it's something it just it feels like out of like it feels like out of place in its time period like it's totally the type of game that gets released and covered by a thousand people like today, not back then. So I can see why it's gone yeah. up in price. Yeah. I think if, if that was like a release from today, um, I don't know what price it released at, but yeah, I think if that came out today, it would have people talking about it a lot. And, yep. uh, <laughs> but which means that, which, which to me, I take as like, we've made some progress over time. You know, we, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of things we've taken a few steps back on, but I'm just glad that games like, Cruise and Blast can find an audience in 2021. For sure. To in the the 2020s. I was really happy to see how much talk I saw of Cruise and Blast at the end of the year. Um, Granted, a lot of that was from Dan Reichert, but (laughs) you know what? It it was out there and people were talking about it and that's all. It was, yeah. That's all I needed. Like if you're, if you're like really young, 
which I never want to discount because one of my friends that I've been talking to for like two years now online and I thought was like in, in his 30s, I just found out is 18 goddamn years old. <laughs> oh. Like he said something, we were all like in, a, in like one of my discords and he said something, not one of mine, but a discord I'm in. And he said something about like, uh, he's on, he's on Twitter as speed eraser head actually. And yeah, you no. were like, wait, what? He's pretty popular on like movie Twitter. Like he goes by speed eraser head and he has this thread he does every year of first time watches. And he's mm. seen more movies than anyone I've ever met. So I was obviously like, oh yeah, he's like a dude in his thirties. Cause he watches like, yeah. you know, super obscure, weird movies and all these horror movies. <laughs> Uh, but no, he like said something about like, man, it's so weird being closer to 20 than being closer to 10, like as far as years he's been alive. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And I said, how old are you? And then he just like put like an eyes emoji. And then I said, I said, uh, hey, Christian, what was your favorite movie that came out when you in, or that you saw in theaters when you were 10 uh, years old? No. And he and he just said, uh, Skyfall. <laughs> And, God. and everyone in the, in the whole discord just melted down. It was like, this, this has done psychological damage to me. Like, <laughs> like I, oh man, I, it turned me into the Joker. So yeah, I never want to take, I never want to discount that. But if you're like young, if you're a young person in your early twenties, you probably don't remember this as much, but there was a time when like cool games would come out and they were like very good and they would find that, you know, you'd hear them get covered and then fucking nobody would buy them and they would just completely bomb and you would never hear from the developer again. And it was so sad. Um, but that's, and that still happens today, but not nearly as much as it used to. Uh, there's just, I think there's just, a, you know, more people playing video games, more people buying weird video games. And uh, yeah, we always like to see that. Okay, our first game that we're reviewing this week is Windjammers 2. And uh, we want to say thank you to developer and publisher .emu for sending us a re review code. Is it .emu or is it .emu? .mu? I don't know. I thought I, I remembered at one point hearing a weird pronunciation and being like, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? I uh, just... Let's just go with .emu. That's the one yeah. that makes the most sense to me. <laughs> All right. So Windjammers 2 is 1999. Uh, I'm reviewing the Nintendo Switch version, but I know it's also on Steam and uh, Xbox Game Pass and Xbox yes. in general. Is it also on PS4? It is on PS4. So And Google Stadia, apparently. Oh, what a <laughs> good way to play that. <laughs> um, but I've been playing it on the Nintendo Switch, and I'm very excited to talk about this game. Um, you know, sorry, we're getting a, a little bit of a late review out, but like the embargo and me leaving on vacation did not really line up. So, uh, it's just what we got to do, but yeah, Windjammers 2 is the sequel to the titular arcade game Windjammers, um, which if you have not played Windjammers before is fantastic and also on the switch and goes on sale pretty frequently. Uh, it is a, an arcade fighting sports game is how I would describe it. Yeah. Uh, if the sport is pong. And also it's like, it's, yeah, it's so hard to describe what Windjammers is because it's so different than anything else out there. But really it's like, it's, it follows the kind of the logic of Pong because it's a, a game where you throw a Frisbee back But and there's forth. like more like kind of um, like mind tactics to it. Like yeah, to fake it's got, people out and stuff. And Yeah, there's a lot of mind games to it, which is why I say it's like a fighting game. Yeah, yeah. right. Like there's like, there's like a lot of strategy. You got different characters. You, have different you even have a super meter in this one now. You do have a super meter and you've got like a counter move and you mm -hmm. can ju jump and stuff. It's, it's yeah. dope. Yeah, they added a jump. Yeah. And like some of that, I think like 
like, like one of the beautiful things about the original Windjammers is like how simplistic the gameplay is. Mm -hmm. You really just need like, I think it's two buttons and a joystick to do everything. It's it's the like, uh, you know, a great example of easy to learn, difficult to master. Yeah. It's like the perfect example of that. You could play, it's like one of those games you could play on a desert Island with like your best friend for decades and still Mm -hmm. like be learning things about it. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of like a fighting game, you know, that's how fighting games are. But, uh, this one, yeah, it adds in a couple new mechanics, the jumping, the super meter, the counter that you can do. I'm trying to think if there's anything else mechanically specific. There probably is that I'm forgetting, but, um, when it comes to that stuff though, it really doesn't, it doesn't like overcomplicate the game. I didn't feel like, you know, it, it was hard for me to remember to counter sometimes, but I don't even necessarily know if that's something you have to do. It's just another option that you have. Um, and, you know, to, to try and trick your opponent into, you know, scoring on them. So essentially here's how Windjammers works and Windjammers 2 by, you know, by extension. It's, uh, you got two people on either side of a map. It's from a kind of a bird's eye view and you are trying to get your Frisbee into the other player's goal. Um, part of the goal behind that player scores you three points and part of that goal scores you five points. The, the, you know, the, uh, limits and kind of where you score five points change from map to map. Um, but also you, so they are also trying to score on you and, you know, it's not just throwing the Frisbee directly. It also bounces off walls. And so you are, uh, kind of trying to utilize the speed and momentum of the Frisbee, throw it in different ways, you know, utilize your different special moves and counter yeah. moves and things to and you've also, score it in the opponent's goal. And you also have like where you can just lob it. And yes. so like, if you just lob it over the net and, um, which, you know, comes into the kind of mind tactics here. So if you lob it and they're expecting that you're going to throw it over somewhere else and they're just nowhere near where you've lobbed it and it um, hits the ground and they don't get it, then that's like a two point score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's just super easy to learn. And like, as it's like one of those things where as I talk about it, it might sound more complicated than it is. Um, but like you know, my wife does not even play video games at all and adores Windjammers because we just like saw it in an arcade one time, played it for like five minutes and she understood everything about it. Uh, and so it's a, yeah, it's a great multiplayer game. It's a great pick up and play game. If you like fighting games and, you know, don't really like having to master all the special inputs and things, this might be a great option for you. Um, so let's talk about Windjammers 2 specifically. So it adds in those extra mechanics, but it also adds uh, a lot of other stuff, a whole new art style. It's all hand-drawn, gorgeously animated. I know this isn't the same team that made Streets of Rage 4, but uh, it's the same publisher, and also it it looks uh, kind of similar in some ways to Streets of Rage 4. Uh, and I was I, that was one of the things when we first, because we first demoed this game in 2018, right? When it was like, yeah, yeah, after it, it just got announced. Yeah, we demoted at a press event uh, and it was just like, it was after it first got announced and it was kind of rough. That, that was like the thing I was most concerned about was I was like, yeah. oh, this, I don't know if I'm into this art style and this animation, but man, oh man. Like, I think we played it like the day or the day after it got announced. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because we saw because there was a because I remember when we signed up for it, we signed up to demo. It was like a sequel they, they to a didn't... beloved action sports game. And we were like, yeah, there's no way this is Windjammers 2. And then, it got, <laughs> yeah. and then like we figured it out just based on the clues. And then suddenly it got announced and we were like, we get to fucking play Windjammers 2 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was amazing. But yeah, Windjammers 2, like it's it, 
it's fantastic. It's really, really good. It's I I would not have expected that a sequel, you know, much like Street, Streets of Rage four a couple of years ago, I would not have expected that you could make a sequel to a game from this era that would recapture the magic of that game so perfectly. Uh, it just plays perfect, man. It just plays perfect. And it looks incredible. And I love the new characters. I love how they're animated. I love uh, what each of the new characters actually adds to the game too. So there's there's several new characters, but the ones that really stick out to me, I can't remember their names. There's one that's like, I think she's a, well, they, I don't know if they're a boy or a girl, but they are like a smaller character who's a lot more speedy, but has like some really tricky special moves you have to contend with, but really low power. Um, there's another new female character who's a little more powerful than the other, the older female character. And then there's this new dude who's got uh, like a pink mullet and these green sunglasses and he's like all power and he's a lot of fun to play as too. Uh, and you've got some other new characters too, but I can't remember exactly, you know, how different they are. I mostly played with those three. Um, and they're all really fun. They're all really great. And they each add something unique with new special moves and uh, new kind of, you know, differences in their, in their stats and stuff from the other uh, older characters. There's, there's also like a bunch of returning stages and new stages. Like, yes. Have you done like that Vegas stage? Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> it's uh, cool, but it's also like you would not want to do that in like a like real Windjamers <laughs> competition. So like, there, there's like a wrestling stage too. There's like a wrestling arena that's also super dope. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Um, so uh, if you haven't played Windjamers two. Uh, Jordan explained how like the scoring system works, but on the Vegas stage, it will just kind of rotate like the scoring areas uh, yeah. on, the, on the goal behind you. So like sometimes you've got like a huge area that they can score on to get five points. And then sometimes it'll just be like really small, like areas of only threes or it, it just keeps changing with every play. And it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, so it's like randomized, uh, which is really cool. It's like a yeah, it's, it's a it's a real. I, I always love random randomization mechanics. You know, some people wouldn't like them in like actual you know competitive fighting games, but I'm always a fan. Um, but yeah, it's like everything here is just perfect. It's perfect. It's the perfect sequel, and everything is just like when I booted it up, I was just like, oh yeah, this is Windjammers, and it plays like Windjammers, and it looks like a natural modern extension of the original Windjammers with the same gorgeous style, the same uh, beautiful animation, that colorful tropical kind of you know '90s rad vibe to it. Uh, it's just it's just fantastic. I love it. It just has. It has that great arcade feel. And one of the things I'm really happy to say is that the online play is excellent. Uh, that was something I was really glad I was able to demo on several occasions during the review period. Um, but just that it just is seamless. I don't know if it's using rollback, rollback netcode or not. Uh, I have not uh, looked into that specifically, but man, it, it feels like they probably are because it plays really, really well online. Uh, and I never ran into any latency issues. And it, I, I also love how online there's, co- you play the, like a two out of three games. So you play best two out of three. And um, so just, you know, you get to play with one opponent for a little longer uh, than usual. And it's, yeah, I just love the online play. The online play is fantastic. And when it comes to, you know, a fighting game these days, that's kind of what you're looking for. Uh, now I will say that I kind of wish there were maybe one or two more modes in the game. You've really just got like online arcade and versus mode. Uh, I had a friend who, or somebody in the discord actually was kind of complaining because they had never played Windjammers, And the best you get is, you know, there's a how to play section that shows you a few JPEGs of that demonstrate, you know, here's how you do a certain throw. Here's how you counter a shot, but maybe a training mode where you actually have to like 
play out a series of challenges would have been a great addition because uh, he was specifically looking for that. And I can kind of, and, and I never really thought about it until he's, because I'd played so much of the original. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, I kind of wish that since this is a, a more modern fighting game, I wish there was a bit more of like a training mode and maybe like a challenge mode uh, mm -hmm. and things. But it's it's okay. I'm, I like what's there already and it, it works fine. You could cheer regular old arcade experience, a, verse, a local versus play, and also uh, online play, which is nice. I forgot to mention the music. Dude, the music is incredible. It's so good. There's uh, lots of great kind of remixes of original tracks from the old game, but also a lot of new music, especially for the new stages, uh, that is really, really good. I think the Junkyard theme is probably my favorite so far, and it uses samples from one of the songs in Persona 3. <laughs> I don't know if that's just a, if those are just samples that are readily accessible to people, but I was just like, are they making a Persona Three reference? Is this intentional? I don't know. I still love it though. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the one that plays when you're like in your in your dorm room. Um, you would totally recognize it if you heard it. But yeah, it's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, I, I can uh, what, hear it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, we, I wish I don't we, think I've heard the song in <clears throat> in Windjamers though that samples it though. Yeah, it's very good. I, I wish we had, uh, you and I had had a chance to play it locally, but I did get a chance to play it locally um, with Mitzi and, you know, she she's somebody who does not um, play really any video games and I'm someone who plays a lot of them and we both just had an extremely good time. And so I'm I'm going to give Windjammers a buy it. I think you can't really go wrong picking it up. Uh, I, I would give it an essential, but I just feel like for some people it's has maybe, a you know, a little less content than some folks would want. And also it's like your mileage is going to vary depending on how, how much you get into the competitiveness of the game. Um, but it's almost there for me. It, it could almost cross the line into essential territory, but I'm going to give it a buy it. It's extremely good. I, I think that if you do buy it, you will not be disappointed. If you'd like to demo it, I know it is available on Game Pass. I don't have Game Pass, but that might be a good way to demo it. But I really would recommend picking it up on the Switch because it's just a really fun game to play uh, uh, you know, on the go. Like I played it on the plane and while we were in Florida a whole bunch, and that's kind of my preferred way to play it. So that's, that's what I give it. I give it a buy it. Cool, cool. All right. All right. Let me, let, me, let me do the info one last time. So yeah, that was Windjammers 2. Uh, we want to say thank you. It's, it's $20. It's on the Nintendo Switch and PS4 and Xbox and PC and some other places. And uh, we want to say thank you to .emu for sending us a review copy of Windjammers 2. I think you should go check it out. It's a good video game. All right, Addison. I want to hear about your review copy that you bought. <laughs> uh well one reason that i have not played as much windjamers 2 as i would have liked to is that i've been busy with pokemon legends arceus oh uh, yeah which is finally out um <clears throat> and it is a full price game 60 dollars uh and it is developed by game freak but it it's not quite a mainline entry but more of a spinoff but uh, it's kind of like what people have been looking for from the series for a long time. Um, yeah, it's <clears throat> honestly the best way I can describe it is as a mix of Breath of the Wild, Monster Hunter, and Pokemon. Um, so you find yourself in this uh, area of Sinnoh, and which is the area from Diamond and Pearl. Uh, and you are back in the just like early ages of Sinnoh and, um, people are just kind of 
beginning to learn more about Pokemon and like mm. start to live side by side with them. But like some people, like some people that you meet have Pokemon and then some people that you meet are like terrified of Pokemon. <laughs> um, and so that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, yeah. We live in a nightmare world full of giant monsters. <laughs> well, and I mean, it goes the, uh, you know, it goes the same for the Pokemon. Some Pokemon are like, could give less of a shit about you. And then some of them like will just run in fear from you. And then some of them are like, Hey, uh, I'm going to body you because you looked at me. <laughs> you are tasked with creating the very first Pokedex. And, uh, this Pokedex is not a, uh, electronic Pokedex like you're used to, but it's basically a book. And so since no one really knows anything about, uh, most of these Pokemon, you know, in the past you would have your electronic one and, you know, you've seen Ash do it in the show where you see a Pokemon and you're like, okay, uh, here's information about this guy, Mm. but on this one and it's just like well i i know what it looks like <clears throat> but i i don't know enough about it to you know fill in anything else in this pokédex and then so even if you catch it like it doesn't fill fill the pokédex in you have you you'll have like a list of research things and after you accomplish a certain amount of them you'll fill in the pokédex so like you might have to see um you might have to see like a Shinx um, use a certain move a certain amount of times, and you might, or you might have to like uh, defeat it x amount of times, uh, things like that, and then it'll fill in your Pokédex entry. Mm-hmm. So you have like your main story. Um, and I won't get too much into that, but you'll be given um, like missions by the Survey Corps that you're working with to go out and, um, you know, accomplish things for them. All of it kind of leading up to like these legendary Pokemon, uh, spoilers. It's, uh, Arceus it's in the name. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but there's like, uh, other, there's like a, a good amount of Pokemon for this game. Like there's like over 200, which, you know, that's not all of them, but for what this game is, I think that's a, a pretty good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so where those Monster Hunter and Breath of the Wild comparisons come in. So you have a big open world and you could just run around like similar to uh, I forget what they would call it in Sword and Shield, but where you could like see the Pokemon and like run up to them and engage in a battle. But in this one, like you can just like sneak up on them and throw a Pokeball or like use like a some sort of lure to try and like get them to come to you or to like make them chill out. Mm. Um, or like you can just throw one of your pokeballs that have a Pokemon in it and do like a, a, just a normal battle and then try and catch it or just, you know, defeat it. (laughs) Um, and so you have like a big area to explore and like places that you can, um, get materials for crafting because you can just like craft your own pokeballs and like, uh, other types of uh, Pokeballs and like medicines and just uh, a lot of different stuff. You get different recipes as you play the game for crafting materials. Um, and you also have like a base camp. So the the base camp and the like crafting stuff, that really made me think of Monster Hunter 
because like uh, at your base camp you can rest and you have like a crafting area and like a place to manage your items and that kind of thing um and i am <laughs> like six hours into this game and still like getting new mechanics and things unlocked um which is also very <laughs> monster hunter um not so much breath of the wild you kind of have everything in that pretty quick uh but like i just got to where i have like a pokemon that i can ride on to uh you know travel a little bit quicker and like access some areas that i couldn't get to before um it's just it it's wild <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's what I kind of, it's what a lot of people thought this game was going to be, but, you know, I just, I didn't get my hopes up. I was like, no, this is a Pokemon spinoff game. It's, you know, it'll probably like have some cool moments and I'm going to yeah. buy it because it's Pokemon. But, and like, I started playing it and like, it's like, no, this is, uh, <laughs> this is kind of what I've just always wanted out of a Pokemon game in a lot of ways. And I know it's a spinoff, but, like, I really hope that this is kind of the foundation for where they go in the future with these. Because um, what I always enjoyed about Pokemon as a kid was the exploration. And exploration in video games has changed a lot since then. And this has kind of taken that Pokemon formula and adapted it to modern video games of that sense of exploration. Because, you know, that's why you play breath of the wild like that's like one of the big draws of that game is like exploring an area and like finding little secret things and just like having you know those organic moments and you kind of are getting that with this um i don't think it's like perfect i think that there's a lot of stuff that i'd like to see them improve with this but it's still like really good and all of my complaints i think are uh pretty minor at the end of the day like um when you leave the the main hub, um, you go through the gate and you select an area to um, go to, and then you can just kind of explore from there. You know, mm. that's also pretty similar to Monster Hunter. And I wish I could just like leave the village and just like run out and just like go to there just on foot the way I yeah. want to. Yeah. Um, and I. I kind of would like to see something like the mechanics of this game applied to a mainline game where you start in an area and like you have an ultimate destination and like you're going through and doing like your gym battles and stuff. But um, while there are trainer battles in this game, it's, you know, um, the main goal in this is, um, filling in that Pokedex and learning about the the legendary Pokemon of the uh, the area and yeah. um, helping you know the humans and the Pokemon to kind of live side by side. Um, yeah, because when I when I watched you play it, there was something that clicked for me that just hadn't in the trailers or whatever, which was that it yeah it w- it was very similar to that feeling of that I've kind of always wanted from a Pokemon. Like whatever I think of Pokemon and what I want out of a Pokemon game, I always think of that original concept art of like, you know, you know, going through and like diving into caves and just like uncovering these cool creatures, you know, that are, that look as, you know, as big as they actually do, uh, you know, 
you know, because in the game you get into a turn-based battle and it's two little sprites duking it out. But man, you know, how cool would it be if you went into a cave and then there's a giant onyx there and you've got to like fight him and, you know, or whatever. And so it's like, I, like I kept, I'm catching more of a glimpse of that in this game, but it seems like, yeah, it's like, I wish that there were more than just like one town. I wish that, you know, there was, there was a little bit more variety in the terrain and places you could go into, but boy, it's and- like... I mean, it's like they're all, they're almost there. It's like, I really hope they expand on this. Cause it's like, they're, they're right. They're right on the cusp of something. I think really, really, really great. Even though this does from all, from everything you've said and what I've heard sound really good. It sounds like, boy, if they took this formula a little further, it could be yes. a, a absolutely yeah. incredible. Like I, I want to see legends to be the gold and silver, you know, yeah, where like yeah, Pokemon yeah. gold and silver was like my favorite Pokemon game. And so I would love for, for uh, the next version of this to just really open up and expand and improve on everything. And I mean, it's, it's been getting some really great reception and um, I will say, you know, I'm only, um, I, I would say, I, I think I'm probably like about 20% of the way into this game. Mm. So like, I still have a lot to see. Um, so I, I feel like I've heard that there's not other villages, but I could be wrong about that. And I, I know that there's going to be other terrains um, and areas that have different climates and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, That's cool. So looking forward to that. Um, (laughs) One thing that like, I don't know if it's, if I'm being nitpicky or not, but you can't swim. (laughs) And I Ah, really wish you could swim. That's I like had like this moment last night where I like, fell off this area into some water and like i also had a pokemon after me and so i just couldn't get out of the water and like it kept like whenever it would kind of pull me out and like give me some damage uh to punish me for you know quote unquote drowning it would just kept dumping me back in the water. And so like I had my first blackout and had like some, whenever you blackout in this game, you like will lose your items. Not, not all of them, uh, but like a selection of them. And I had some like really good stuff and I was really bummed, but there is um, a mechanic for that where if you're connected to the internet, you can find other players items that have blacked out. What's that? Yes, this is the Dark Souls of Pokemon games. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's like a lost and found. And so you can like turn in other players uh, satchels and get like what they call merit points that you can Mm. turn in for other things. And so I I think if another player turns in my satchel, I will be able to recover at least some of those items. I don't know if I'll get all of them back or not, but uh, I had a rare candy. And so I would really like to get that back. (laughs) <laughs> um and i had i lost like a lot of stuff it was that very sucks. annoying because like it was it was kind of the game screwing me on on that and uh that that's like the most i've gotten mad at this game but i'm just really I, enjoying it um i also wish that your pokemon <clears throat> could like walk around and follow you on the map i don't know if that comes in later but based on what i saw when you were playing it seems like they just kind of stand still when you let them out yeah i think I think you can do that later, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, Seems like a no-brainer, because it's like they already have the animation to run around. Why could they not just follow you, you know? But, you know, whatever. And it's, like, weird. You, like, get this, like, flute to summon the Pokemon that you ride on. 
Um, I mean, or at least the first one, uh, there's going to be, I know there's multiple Pokemon that you can ride on in this game, but you like just hit the, uh, the plus button and it just, (laughs) the Pokemon will just like appear and you're just on it. And then if you hit it (laughs) again, like it just disappears. (laughs) I was like, uh, I guess like, I don't know what the better way to do this is, but it just feels good. The better way to do it is to give a Pokemon game like three or four years in development. That's the better way to do it. Yeah. But that's not what they're going to (laughs) do. Well, hopefully they do that with the next one and it comes out on the uh, Switch 2 or whatever. And it's, you know, just a huge improvement over this game. But uh, I'm having a really good time and I just keep thinking about how I wish I could go back in time and show this to like the 1998 version of myself because it's just like exactly the kind of thing that I like would dream about. Can you imagine if they started doing remakes in this style? Like I know people are oh sick of can- Kanto, but like playing red and blue where you can just like go <laughs> would be crazy. That would be so good. That because that's what I want is to be able to go from like, not just this hub village, but go from one to the other. And like having this, uh, kind of feudal era kind of style, um, uh that you're in is like really interesting um like it kind of makes me think about pokemon conquest but yeah uh i would love to see this done in like modern setting (laughs) yeah real bad yeah that'd be awesome um but yeah so i mean it sounds it really sounds like they have the framework here for something special i just really hope they give it the attention that it needs to really develop into something that's just incredible but i am real nervous that they're just not gonna do that addison that they're just gonna they're just gonna uh, i I hope not i think this game is causing a lot of conversation right now and um i'm hoping that game freak will see everyone getting real excited about this and and kind of think okay you know these games you know you know maybe maybe this maybe legends ends up being the like grown up line of games, quote unquote, yeah. grown up. like you need something because this like legends is definitely more challenging than like the mainline series games have been, but it's also not that much more challenging mm. and they still have like a really long tutorial. Although this, I, I kind of understand because like this plays nothing like any other Pokemon game. So you kind yeah. of need to have your hand held for a little bit because it's just, you know, it's not a game you've played before. Like it, it isn't, it doesn't play like diamond and pearl. Yeah. Um, but that was also kind of annoying. Cause I'm like, I just want to go explore. Like you keep like giving me like a little taste of this. And I just want to run around and like, you know, build up, you know, these research missions and explore this area and see what's over there and what's over here and God, get just a bunch imagine, of materials. Just imagine if the uh, Gen 5 remakes are like this, like if black and white were remade in this style where you've got like a lot more modern setting and you just kind of set out with your friends and you've got all the cool like Gen 5. Po- oh God, dude, that sounds amazing. I, I really want them to just do a gold and silver remake yeah. in this style. And then like, you can just, you know, 
take a cruise ship at the end and go to the Kanto region and just do uh. it all over again. Like, <laughs> this sounds really cool. That's um, the dream. But, but I I I, I doubt that's gonna happen. But boy, that's that is the dream, huh? I would. I feel like they're probably gonna do another Let's Go, but I would yeah. love for them to just abandon that and just do this. <laughs> yep. But um, well, in, in some ways, Let's Go feels a bit like the testing grounds for this because it's like I mean I didn't play Let's Go, but like Let's Go was way more focused on like just capturing Pokemon. It had like. Um, it had like Pokemon out on the map with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it feels like yeah. there was a couple a couple of things there that were like the beta for this. So hopefully this is the beta for something even more amazing. Um guess we'll see. Uh but all in all, if you are a Pokemon fan, if you have been a Pokemon fan in the past, I think this is for you. I think you will really enjoy it. Um I have my my doubts, but like they came through. This is uh, just a blast to to play and to just really get immersed in that world. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know what I want to give it. Uh, you know, I'll you probably... still got a ways to go. You should. I think. Yeah, I've so, got, yeah I do have like, a ways uh... to go. I'm gonna just uh, tentatively give it a buy it, but we'll check back in in a, in a week or two and and yeah. see where we're at. Damn so it, stop making me want to buy another video game I don't have time for, Addison. <laughs> I know, I know. That's Pokemon Legends Arceus. Cool. All right, so yeah, we didn't ask for questions this week because we just had a couple games to review, and we answered so many questions last time that the episode ran super long. So this time you get a more reasonable episode length, Just and it's all content, all content just for you. Uh, next, if you have a question you wanted to ask us, this week just throw it in the chat just throw it in the discord and we'll answer it next time um i think we're gonna yeah we're gonna we're getting back on schedule we're gonna do more regular episodes Uh, i've been liking this this new recording on sundays again like we've been doing so let's just keep that going and i guess yeah that's that's that all right anything else to add addison before we close out uh i don't think so I'm going to get back to hacking a Wii because it's 2022. (laughs) Dude, I looked into hacking uh, an Xbox 360 because I felt like playing the Transformers War and Fall of Cybertron games, which are apparently not available anywhere because they got pulled by Hasbro in like 2017. You can't buy those on Steam or anything. Uh, And so I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just soft mod my 360. That's something you can do now, right? Nope. Still can't do that. Hmm. So... Yeah, that sucks. I'll, I'll probably just wind up not playing them or someday tracking down a pirated copy for the PC or something since they're not available to buy anyway. Because um, the physical versions for the 360 are starting to go up in price. They were both like 25 bucks or something. So I don't know if I want to spend that much. But anyway. All right. Well, we want to say thank you to you for listening. And we want to say thank you to the folks that let, our, let us use their music for our intro and outro. Our intro is Time Trials by Hyper Potions, and our outro is Hut by the River by Sound Market. It's a remix from Pokemon Snap. And uh, yeah, we want to say thank you. I think we already thanked you for listening, but thank you again for listening. Next week, I'm trying to think, do we have anything coming up that we'll be reviewing specifically in the next couple of weeks? Um, Ollie Ollie World. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I'm very excited for that game. And um, yeah, I can't think of anything specifically that's coming up, but I'm sure we're forgetting something that we will be very excited for when it hits. 
you know, just look forward to it. Just look forward to whatever we talk about because uh, we only talk about good games on this show. So you'll sure you'll hear about it soon. You'll hear about a good game soon. They they can't help but stop but keep releasing them. They just keep giving <laughs> giving me good games to play. So I'm sure sure we'll have more of them to talk about. <laughs> yep. uh, but yeah, what were you saying? I just said yep, yep. But anyway, my name's Jordan. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Addison once again. I guess we will see you guys next time. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.